Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. I want to wish each and every one of you a wonderful, messy Christmas. I, I know some of you are like, that's not how it goes. It's a wonderful Merry Christmas. But, but really, I, I, I've been thinking about this, and um, I, I think it's wonderful messy. Anybody ever have some Christmas vacations that have been wonderful messy? Okay, come on. I know we got our church face on, and what are you talking about? My life is perfect. <laughs> Instagram. But, but the truth is, come on, life is a little bit more messy than we would all like to admit. And, it, and all of us will have families and schedules and busy moments. And oftentimes, we feel like happiness would be doing less, maybe not going as much. I remember when our kids were little, I, and the, everybody wanted us to go to their house, and I felt like I was packing forever. Um, and, and the truth of the matter is, is we got to understand that there are some messy parts of life that actually coincide with wonderful. That, that, you know, I married my wife because I liked her. Then we had all these kids. You know, does that make sense? And it's like, people are like all the time, man, you had four kids. You must really like kids. I'm like, no, I really like my wife. You know, uh, and, 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 and so, you know, I didn't know when we were saying yes what all I was saying yes to. Does that make, come on, you know what I'm talking Like, I didn't know I was going to have to do a constant reminder of turn off this light. I prom- I, if you don't turn off this light when you leave. So, you know, I married her, but I, and I got wonderful, and, and I got messed too. And, and so I think that a lot of times in our lives, we, we so much focus on the messy things that we miss what the wonderful thing that God, come on, is doing. If we were to, to, to just stop and pause for a second, we all have moments where we feel tired and, and alone. And uh, it's very easy to see everybody else's highlights and see what other people are doing and what they're building and what God's doing with them and to get discouraged and think, well, what's going on with me? When, when am I going to have some breakthrough? When am I going to have this moment? When are we going to, when is our marriage going to, when is our family going to? And, and, and if you're not careful, um, man, you can really begin to get under the mess. I think that, that maybe that's why everybody likes that movie, It's a Wonderful Life, which is the longest movie ever. You know what I mean? And it's like, if people are like, hey, come over to our house, let's watch A Wonderful Life. You're like, and what are we eating? And, and, and where are we sleeping? Because, I mean, it's just it's just one of those long movies, and you're like, ugh. But, but I think it, the reason it's so popular is because it begins to resonate with all of us. That, that this movie begins to articulate and show us how a lot of times we, we identify even ourselves about the choices that we've made in life. And, and, and I don't know if any of those messy moments or thoughts have caused you to want to step back. And maybe even nobody knows it. Maybe they're just the private thoughts in your own mind when you're driving or when you're by yourself. But, man, did I, did I, did I marry the right mate? Did I, did I really want all these kids? <laughs> that job that I, that I took? And I thought it was the right decision, but man, I just, everybody, I'm not getting the culture, I'm not getting the system. I, I, 
you know what, the move, that move, I thought, man, I just, was that the right move? Is this the right church? Was that the right college? Can we just have a moment of transparency? Anybody ever have those thoughts? Okay, two people are honest. That's all right. Salvation will be at the end. Uh, but can we, can, we, can we just, because I think that sometimes, you know, we think that if we were good believers and if we really honored God, those thoughts wouldn't be in our mind. But here's the thing is that you can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. Thoughts leave and go all the time. Thoughts are coming. And the Bible says that we take captive those thoughts and we begin to not act on anything that's not fruitful. But you're going to have thoughts. And so but, but what happens is, especially in church culture, is because I have a wrong thought, I must be a wrong person. Maybe salvation didn't work for me. Maybe I didn't get it. Maybe I missed something in the message and, and I think that as we begin to talk about Christmas today, um, I want you to see that the wonderful life will be flooded with messy moments. The wonderful life is flooded with messy moments. And we're going to continue this series called Unwrapping Christmas. And my assignment it today is a wonderful, messy Christmas. Some of you are like, is this going to be encouraging? You know, but, but serious. I think that a lot of times people disqualify themselves because of the messiness. In Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 7, if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn there. you got your app. Flip it open. You know, you've got your house app. we got the Bible in there. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And we're going to um, we'll read this real quick. And in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all in the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Aquinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each from his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. So, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time had come to give birth. And she gave birth to the firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. I know we just read this text, but I'd like to unpack the complexity of this moment as we just read this as if it is some story. You know, I want to also talk, last week we talked about Luke chapter 1, about the angel coming to talk to Mary, and, 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 and she be, the angel began to download into Mary the plan that not only God had for uh, the child, but the plan that God had for Mary. And I want to look back at one particular passage. You know, and let me just say this. If this is your home church, man, and I know people travel, especially during this holiday, Christmas time, but, but I want to encourage you. I heard a story last week where um, somebody uh, was new to our church, and they were really feeling some discouragement, and, and somebody, one of our church members said, hey, you know what, they talked about that like three months ago, and gave them, sent them a link to our podcast, and we really want that to be a resource for you. And so here's the deal. We, 
we all have moments when we struggle. Okay? We all have moments when we struggle. It is what you do in that struggle that will define where you're going. When you are down, don't take the first advice. That first advice, come on, is going to be quit, fight, give up, get mad, tell people, you know what I'm saying? Usually the first thing is the flesh thing, and we have to stop that and start something else. And so that means doing directly contrary to what our flesh would make us happy. And sometimes we got to sit. Sometimes we got to open our Bible. Come on. Sometimes we got to begin to pray that offense out so that we can get God's thought, not our first thought. Is that good? Come on. So I want to encourage you, stay connected to, if, you, if, if you're traveling, if you're in and out, I mean, get that podcast, because here's the deal. Even when you're not here, we're still growing. Even when you're not here, we're still growing. And God, I believe, has a message to our body, and we want you to come in and stay connected with that. Uh, Luke chapter 1, and, and I'm, okay, all right, we, I know it's Christmas, and I should just be professional, so I'll, I'll, I'll do that in just a second. But, but can I tell you this, is being hungry for the things of God is not on the worship team. Come on, y'all help me now. Being hungry for the things of God is not on the pastor. Does that make sense? Being hungry for the passionate things of God is on your life. That is your life. Come on. When me and my wife, there are days, come on, where we're not synced up, you know what I'm saying? And, and we need to recalibrate. And, and, and here's what's amazing to me is a lot of times when, when I'm taking offense to what she says or she's taking offense to what I'm saying, what, 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 what I've done, then here's the deal. That is communicating that there's something wrong in here. And it's too easy for us to go, well, if she would change, it would be better. I thought that. Come on. If she would just repent, you know what I'm saying? If she would just, you know, <laughs> come on. Every man, you know what I'm thinking, but you're just scared to say anything. All right, it's cool. Because you're like, bro, it's Christmas. Uh, but what happens is what comes out of us lets us know what's happening inside of us. And so it's amazing that two people can come from different families, from different backgrounds, can come and hear the word, and one person's like, wow, that was for me, and the other person's like, he's all right. <laughs> Why? It, it's not a matter of style. The Bible says the word, when it goes forth, it produces. This word does not come back void. So even it, where, however you hear it, however it is communicated, if you let it dive down into the heart, into your heart, it will produce something if it is acted upon. The Bible was not meant to be listened to only. That's half of the equation. Does that make sense? It, I don't want my kids to just listen to me. Come on. Listening is measured in what? Doing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I agree. Yes, Dad. Yes, you're just so right. Yes. Okay, but if we don't do something, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to get your attention in another way. You know what I'm saying? Because... And so here's the thing, is when the word goes forth, I mean, you want to act like you're coming to the table, getting ready to eat, acting like God has something for me, not thinking, I hope it's good today. 
One is a spectator. The other one is a participator. And at our church, come on, we're trying to involve people to come up and come hungry because I believe that God has something to tell you because here's the deal. It's not that the worship is the greatest or that I'm the best preacher, but it is the fact that the Holy Spirit wants to connect with because he knows you. The Holy Spirit knows what you need. Come on, he knows what happened last week. He knows what's going on in you. The fear, the worry, the anxiety, the frustration. He knows what's going on in you. And listen, if you will quiet your heart and let him speak to you, he'll change your life. That was for free. Okay? Come on, listen. Luke chapter 1, verse 31 and 32 it says this, and we read this last week. It says, Behold, you will conceive in your womb. We're talking about Mary. The angels communicating to her. And bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great. And he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne, come on, of his father David. This is a hallmark moment. Come on, put the picture on the screen of the nativity scene. Go ahead and put that up. That is what we all recognize to be Christmas right here. Judeo-Christian values here in America. Look at that. That is the picture of Christmas, right? Okay. This hallmark moment. This wonderful, wonderful moment. This picture. Come on. Look at Joseph. Okay, but if it was real, you know what I'm saying, and they had just had that baby, Joseph would be like, you know, Mary. Uh, yeah. but, but in real life, yeah, you know, I mean, let's just, that is what we see when we think about Christmas. This is better than an Oprah car giveaway. You know what I'm saying? This is a hallmark. This is a great moment. But here's the one thing that it left out is it leaves out the messy part. We just read what the angels said Jesus was going to be and what he was going to, but in that verse, there wasn't the messy part. Oh, church, if you could get this, when more is given, the attacks to steal what is greater is more intense. You see, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the greater the assignment, the more prepared you have to be. I'm talking to somebody today because here's the deal. God isn't going to bless you and the enemy not attack you. God isn't going to send you on a wonderful assignment and the mess be absent. And some of us believe that if we were truly believers, there would be no more mess. Come on, in this moment right here, you need to see that mess is a part of the journey. A mess, the messy part is a part of the journey. In this moment, come on, angels are singing, oh, Emmanuel, whatever they're singing. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're singing, holy, holy, it's wonderful. Come on, at this moment, tears are flowing. Purpose is igniting. Authority is given. Destiny is apparent, but it, there is no messy part. See, with the part that we just read, the angel, it, it, it doesn't say anything in that when it talks about the angel going to Mary. Blessed is he, blessed are you, high, awesome, chest bump. 
But it doesn't say, hey, I'm about to have to go to Joseph right after this meeting so that he doesn't kill you. Because really, back in that day, if a woman got pregnant, they would stone her and they would kill her. So after, after this meeting, I actually need to go meet with him so, so he doesn't kill you. That's, do you see that in there? I don't see that part in there. Come on. The, the angel did not say, hey, in this moment, I just need you to know everyone's going to judge you. Who your baby daddy? You know what I'm saying? I mean, just like I'm, I mean, come on, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Like everybody's going to judge you for what you're doing. In that moment, the angel said nothing about the 70, 80 mile hike that they were going to have to go on. In that moment, they said nothing about the journey that would be five to eight days of walking. Come on, ain't no Hilton Garden Inn. You're talking about gravel. Come on, you're like, well, at least she had a donkey. Well, it don't say she had a donkey. We just kind of put that part in there. So she may have had a donkey. She may not have had a donkey. But all I know is 80 miles later, come on, somebody. Oh, yeah, I didn't say this to Mary. My, I bet I'm just not a good communicator. Angel. By the way, when you finally get there, there's not going to be any room for you. <laughs> and you know why you're traveling to Bethlehem? You don't want to know why? Because Caesar actually wants to kill the child in your stomach. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Does that make sense? I mean, think about this. And, and, and not only, if all of that was terrible, I think the worst part that the angel probably should have said but did not is that once you have your baby in a stinky stable. How come on? Have you ever been to a stable? Anybody ever grown up on a farm? Everybody went to it stinks in the cold. You know what I'm saying? I'm just some some things, you know, even when it's cold, it kind of like stench kind of evaporate, but even I mean like the stable is not the cleanest place. We, 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 we used to do a kids camp and we had a stable and I'm talking about you went there when it was really bright because at night it's scurry. I'm just saying like there's cobwebs and you know what you're stepping in and it's just, it's just, it's just I mean, real men and women give birth in stalls. Okay? There's no midwife. There's no doctor or nurse. You hear what I'm saying? There are no epidural, okay? Some of y'all just got saved right there. You're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mary's like, for real. Oh, gee. Listen. Listen. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to this. On top of all of it, on top of all of this, I think the worst thing that was never communicated is that, hey, Mary, as soon as you give birth, we're going to have this incredible Instagram picture that for all eternity is going to be shown. Listen, there's no oil of LA. There's no, you know what I'm saying? There's no put it up and get it right. There, I mean, it's just, and there was no camera. So, we, like, I need everybody to pause and we're going to bring in a chiseler and we're going we're to paint this. I don't, I'm just saying, like, this is it. Come on, do you know anybody who's just had a kid? And you start walking in with everybody into the hospital room. You need to wait a minute. It might not be good to come right now. 
And so here, poof, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> All right, jo- Joseph, look, look down, look down, look down. Uh, Wiseman, we need you over here in this area. Okay, lamb, just stop. Just stop, okay? Uh, donkey, we need one. Two donkeys are way too excessive. We need one donkey. Now, this is going to be the picture for all eternity. And so when people think of Christmas, that's what they're going to think. I meet so many people that think that once they got saved, it would just be easy. And I don't know who you talk to, but I'm going to have to preach for a little bit. I don't serve Jesus because it's easy. I don't overcome offense because it's a good thing to do. I don't give my tithe because I want God, I want God to know I love him. I don't worship because of the passion that I have for him. I don't give up sin because it hurts me. I have given, come on somebody, my life to Jesus because I needed a redeemer. Because I'm messy. And you're messy. And we're messy. See, I was a sinner and I do sin and I take that mess and God takes that mess. Come on. And he makes a message out of the mess that I have. He is the one who takes my messy and makes a message. He is the one that changed my morning into gladness over time. Over time. So we leave that part out. He is the one that I am living for. And so now my life is not my own. Listen to this. So if people don't like me, I'm good. Why? Because you can live for people, or you can live for the king. Does that make sense? That doesn't make me hard. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I want to live in compassion. I don't want to be taken or I'm, I'm, That's not what I'm talking about, but I'm just saying the, either you're going to surrender and submit to people, but here's what I'm telling you. If you try to please the people in your life, just get ready for a frustrated life because everybody changes all the time. I remember when me and my wife started to get to know each other. I was like, I, I don't really want tacos. And so in her mind, I never want tacos for the rest of my life. <laughs> and so a month later, I was like, I think I want some tacos. Oh, I thought you didn't like tacos. I thought never tacos. In fact, I was never going to buy tacos ever again. And I was like. Like, I just didn't want them now, but I actually love tacos. Does that make sense? And so what happens is we try to please people, and, and people are always changing. They're hot, and then they're cold, and, they're, and they want to do this, and then they want to do that. And you live your whole life trying to make everybody happy, but you, can, you can't. Someone, that will, that will free you today. Guess what? Wife? You can't make him happy. Husband, guess what? You can't make her happy. But here's the deal. In the middle of the mess, you can find the wonderful that will actually change your life. Come on. Listen. Listen. 
for all of us. For all of us. If people think critical thoughts, they're going to. I'm not mad at them. I'm not offended. I just know that you don't understand it all. You don't know what God's doing. The only people that knew really what God was doing was Mary and Joseph. And so you may see my journey and you may actually go, mm, I don't know. Who, 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 what happened? Well, you know what I heard? I heard she was prego. And I actually, what I actually heard was that she went to Elizabeth's <laughs> because she was embarrassed. Like her, I think her dad kicked her out of the house. <laughs> Come on. And so we're so consumed by what everybody thinks, but everybody's got the messy. Everybody's got it. If people judge you, come on, if people judge your journey, it may look messy. You may be right now in a messy season. And I am telling you this, do not quit. Do not give up. Come on, people. I, I, we started this church because we love people. We love people. But there will be people who will come to our church and there will be people who leave our church. <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? What I'm saying is I'm going to sleep. Sounds very unpastoral. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I know countless pastors that were taken out of the ministry. Their families ruined because they couldn't make people happy. I know countless marriages that have fallen apart because it was on the other person to make someone else happy. Come on, can I tell you something? We all struggle with the mess. We all struggle with the mess. Listen, I'm not serving Jesus with an expectation of perfection. There is one that's perfect, and it's Jesus. And he had the full measure of the gospel. Does that make sense? He had the full measure of the Holy Spirit. And this Christmas, you can focus on all the things that you think will make your holiday wonderful. You know what? Well, it'll be wonderful if I get to be in charge. It'll be wonderful if I get to control the schedule. It will be wonderful if I get to have that conversation with my family member because we need to have a come-to-Jesus meeting about the fact that their life is all... Come on. And so what happens is you will focus on the mess and miss the wonderful I want to give you three thoughts that I think will help you today three messy thoughts to unwrap this Christmas the first is this my current problems could be a sign of purpose my current problem could be a sign of purpose listen Believe that God is doing something wonderful in your life for those who are obedient. But just because it's hard, come on somebody, doesn't mean it's bad. Let's just keep it authentic, 100%. Let's just talk about this. Listen, walking in God's plan isn't always easy. Mary and Joseph, no doubt we're in the middle of hard but hard is necessary to fulfill the assignment. And if you think that I'm going to get saved and all of a sudden you're going to start a ministry or get saved and lead a life group or get saved and just all of a sudden everything's going to be the Disney Channel. La, 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 birds on my shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Like if you think that that's going to happen and you're not going to have to wrestle and fight and work and, and, and allow them, some things to be transformed in your life. We all have a background. 
We all have incredible people that were models for us, but we all have people that hurt us. We all have a background. And the fact of the matter is, you're messy. You're messy. You may not look messy. That degree on the wall may look, make you look a little less messy. The car that you drive may make you look a little mess, less messy. The house that you live in may make you look a little less messy. The account that you have, that you've been taking and stewarding your finances may make you look a little less messy. But the reality is, come on, we're not talking about out here. We're talking about the thoughts in here and what hurts in here. Come on, does this, does this make sense? They were in the middle of a hard assignment. Come on, you may be in the middle of messy right now. Is this marriage going to work? Man, raising my kids is tough. Man, raising kids is not for the weak. Starting that new career, trying to come out, trying to figure out this new system, the, the new objectives that they're trying to lay out, the merger that happened, the trend, the, the, everything's changing. Launching that new business, making that move, working on your health. The fact of the matter is, come on, if we're not careful, we will think, if God was for me, I would not have any problems. If God was moving in my life, I would be problem free. But sometimes a current problem is a byproduct of purpose. See, Mary was experiencing setbacks because she was on her way to birthing something that would change the world. What if you're on your way to birthing some stability? What if you're on the way of birthing and breaking a generational curse in your life that's going to change your whole family? What if you're on the way of birthing? Does that make sense? What if you're on the way of birthing something and the problems that you're facing is because you're growing, not because you're terrible? You're growing. The second thing is this, only when we overcome are great messages produced. Come on, ain't nobody want to wear a t-shirt of a failure? Ain't nobody want to write a lifetime movie of someone who lost it all? We are addicted to stories of overcomers. And here's the deal, Jesus overcome death, hell, and the grave and the greatest overcomer in life can live in you. Come on. And what I'm telling you is you may feel messy right now. You may feel like some of these issues and hurdles are hurting you. But really what I want you to know is that you have in you what you need to overcome. And great messages are produced when you don't quit. Don't quit. Mary and Joseph had a plan. And the plan was that Joseph and Mary, come on, they were going to get married. And they were going to stay in their hometown. And he was building a house. And they were just going to live together. But then God interrupts the whole plan. Interrupts the whole plan. And, and the assignment begins to change. And can I tell you, most of us experience frustration when God begins to move in our life and we feel, realize that we're not in control as much as we want it to be. And you know what? I feel a shift happening. And God is asking me to take steps and move toward framework and lead a life group. And God is asking me to shift some things. And you know what? It's not really what I want to do. Listen, don't quit your faith. 
Don't quit your faith. Don't quit because it seems too messy right now. Messy moments produce wonderful things. Something wonderful is happening. Stay the course. Something wonderful is happening. Stay the course. James chapter 1 verse 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of various kind. Various kind. In other words, the lots. <laughs> various. <laughs> Not one. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. I can't talk. Steadfastness. Yeah, people are like, man, you know what? Sometimes you miss words. Have you seen a carpenter's hands? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they go try to hit nails and it's like, I'm good. Listen, all right. What am I talking about? And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. God is doing something in your life. Stop perpetuating the messy. The messy. Some people are discouraged because it's messy. Our family's a little messy right now. Stuff that's going on is a little messy right now. And here's what I'm telling you is that God has something for your life. And it can be wonderful. The third and the last thing. Is Jesus, the light of the world, was born into a wonderful, messy moment. Come on. Messy moments produce great messages. Jesus, here's the idea, is that Jesus is not scared of your mess. He was born into messy. He was born into a fallen world. Come on. In a stable. Come on. We got that picture in our mind, but you understand what I'm saying. There were animals there. And they didn't relieve themselves in sprinkles. <laughs> Messy. And, and I think so many times we get discouraged and we try to hide our mess and we, we disconnect from church because of our mess. And we don't want people to know because of our mess. And what I'm telling you is that Jesus has never been scared of messy. That's why he could walk up to the adulterous woman. That's why he could walk up to different types of people and touch the leopard and touch this. Because guess what? I was born into messy. When I touch messy, it becomes a miracle. When I begin to, to show up, I, listen, I can take a stable and I can transform it to a kingdom. See, there were just little animals and there were just little people. But when I showed up, kings came. When I showed up, wise men came. When I showed up, get, does that make sense? God can take a messy life and transform. How many of you know somebody who when you look at their life, you remember where they used to be? And you look at their life and you're like, what? If people even knew who you used to be. See, that's what Jesus does. He comes in and he touches the messy with the mighty. And it begins to change people's life. Stop acting like you're messy will cause you to miss Jesus. Stop acting like you're messy will cause you to miss Jesus. You guys come on, you can come up. As we look at this, Luke chapter 2 verse 11 says this. 
For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus came to give hope to those of us who are a mess. Come on, listen. When anger gets the best of us, when anxiety overwhelms us, when lust attacks us, Jesus was sent to clean the mess. And here's what I want you to know, is that um, I don't know what you're dealing with, but I know this, because I know me, is you're not going to live the Christian life not overcoming messes. And here's the thing. My only concern for the church is that while we're passing out presents and going through tradition, that we miss the one gift that can change our life. The one who invades earth and can change messes. And you may be here today and you may be good. But you may be here today and you may be like, Ooh, I'm a mess. And here's the deal. Realizing that and understanding that is the thing that will change your life. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.